Want an ad-free version of Daily Tech Headlines and support the show directly? Go to DailyTechHeadlines.com to find out how. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. This is the Sunday Science Supplement for August 15th. I'm Dr. Nikki Ackermans, and today we're going to break down one of the science headlines of the week. On Tuesday, we talked about the results of Twitter's algorithmic bug bounty released at DEF CON. Users found issues with the company's image cropping model, with the top entry demonstrating the algorithm's preference for light or warm skin and smooth skin texture with stereotypically feminine traits. The second place entry found a bias against people with white hair, and the third place entry found the algorithm to favor English over Arabic text. Let's follow this bug hunt into the science of algorithm bias. Algorithm bias is a favorite topic of mine because it's one of those things that you barely notice until you do, and then it's everywhere. But why is it such a problem? Well, for Twitter, quote, an algorithmic decision doesn't allow people to choose how they'd like to express themselves on the platform, resulting in representation harm, end quote. But it goes beyond that. As we discussed in a previous episode, Some facial recognition algorithms, such as those created by Amazon and used by the police to identify suspects, were less accurate on darker skin tones, leading to more errors. Twitter published an academic paper on the subject in May of this year, which tested their cropping algorithm by comparing two images and measuring how many times either was chosen by the algorithm. Using the language taken from their study, when comparing men and women, there was an 8% difference in favor of women. When comparing black and white individuals, there was a 4% difference in favor of white individuals. And when comparing black and white women, there was a 7% difference in favor of white women. And this difference was 2% in favor of white men. They also tested the male gaze by observing where on the body the model chose to crop the image, but found no evidence of objectification bias. How does an algorithm become biased, though? Automation for things like image cropping and facial recognition is often implemented by machine learning systems, which are mainly designed to lower error. What these systems are not designed to do, however, is recognize cases where an error is not the same between different demographic groups. Twitter's image cropping algorithm, for example, is saliency-based, meaning that it's trained to pick what is deemed the most important part of the image. But humans or who define what important means, and it turns out, humans are riddled with biases. 
Unless we're actively correcting for them, any human that designs these algorithms and machine learning systems will subconsciously share their pre-existing cultural, social, or institutional expectations and integrate them into the system design. These biases can show up in several ways. First of all, the initial training dataset is often based on human design cataloging criteria, which might be flawed or incomplete. Insufficient training data can lead to a higher representation of certain groups of people, making model predictions worse for underrepresented groups, and skewing decisions towards a particular result. Next, assigning hierarchies for how a problem assesses and sorts data requires human decisions as to which data is prioritized and which is discarded, which again can be a source of bias. Other algorithms that are more automated can be designed to select information based on previous choices of a similar user group. This in turn can lead to reinforcing stereotypes from that group and forming a sort of echo chamber. As a crude example, if I trained a machine learning system to recognize important faces based on the images of the past U.S. presidents, important faces of women and people of color would be selected against because they were not fairly represented in the dataset that I originally used. In order to improve algorithm bias, it needs to be addressed at the root by identifying whether there is diversity among the programmers themselves, because they are the ones designing the training samples after all. More diversity means more chances someone will notice another group's biases showing up. More representative data sets are also important, as equal representation improves model accuracy for all groups. For pre-existing algorithms, bias detection strategies can be implemented using standardized tools, for example. This is being called algorithmic hygiene. I imagine it as some sort of algorithmic lice comb picking out the bugs. These types of algorithms are still in their early days. By implementing self-regulatory practices, as well as hard regulations, we might see an improvement in the ethics of algorithms in the near future. For more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to dailytechnewsshow.com and remember to rate and review Daily Tech Headlines wherever you get your podcasts. You can suggest which science headline you want me to cover next week by tweeting at Daily Tech News SH. You can find me at Ackerman's Nicole on Twitter, and I also host a non-science podcast called Stories Your Granny Never Told. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.